Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. All right, ladies, this is the part of the show that I get to give you a big ol' virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, my labor of love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This comment comes from Advo Emmy. Emmy says, this podcast isn't your mother's podcast. Maudie gets into the real deal stuff when it comes to living on purpose in multiple areas of life. I love her interview style and how she highlights her skills as an awesome question asker that will inspire you to get into action. Hit the subscribe button now, sister. You won't regret it. Emmy, what would I do without you and your amazing words? Thank you so much for your support. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review and I will give you a shout out on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so happy you are tuning in for more stories, more insights, more ahas. And today is a solo episode where I'm going to share a couple stories about badass women, one being myself, two being my daughter, asking for what we want, creating what we crave. And my goal for this episode is that it triggers you to get curious, consider and discover the things that may be missing or the things that you're really craving and yearning for in your life and encourage and inspire some action. So create what you crave. Let me give uh, credit to Susan Hyatt. She is a master certified life coach who I've been following her journey for years and years and years. And for as long as I can remember following Susan, she often talks about creating what you crave. And I love this. And I often talk to my clients about tapping into jealousy. You know, jealousy is something that I think we see as a negative trait because of the way it maybe limits us or inhabits our body in a way that we don't take any action. But what I like to use jealousy for is inspiration. And when you see some badass babe doing something uh, that you're like, oh, I'm jealous of that, it triggers you to get inspired to make some action on your own. And so creating what you crave using jealousy, that is exactly what this podcast is all about. So recently, Tom and I went to Mexico. Tom, as you may or may not know, is a pilot. And oftentimes he has these layovers in places where he can't fly home. And uh, he was um, approaching a trip down to Cabo in Mexico. And he was going to have a little, you know, four day layover. And so we decided to make a trip out of it. So I was going to meet Tom down there, meet him at the resort. And you guys, we're in the middle of a surge again. And when we booked this, we weren't. 
And so my mind was really in this place of creating what I had been craving over the last 18 months, which was escape from my home, escape from lockdown, escape and retreat from my family, the kids, and just a date trip, right? This vacation with just me and Tom. And I had visions of this trip. I had visions of the palm trees. Like you guys on my vision board, I've been craving this so much. There are so many palm trees and hammocks and pools and white sandy beaches on my vision board. I can't help but create this. So I planned this trip down to the restaurants that we were going to go to, you know, and we really talked about what we were going to do. Are we going to do excursions? And I didn't want that. I wanted to be a lazy, read books and journal and talk and spend time together and lounge in the pool. That's what I wanted to create. So I flew down a day before Tom and I asked for an upgrade for my room. And they very, very kindly said, oh yes, we'll put you in uh, a panoramic view room, one of our best. Oh my God. Yes. When I got to the room, what do you guys do when you first get to the room? Like, I think some people look under their beds or closets. I go straight to the windows and see what I'm going to be looking at for my stay. I go right to the windows and throw them open in anticipation for what my view is going to be over the next couple of days. So this is what I did. I got to my room, put my bags down, thanked the bellman and threw open the windows And yes, I had a panoramic view-ish. However, they had put me dead center of the hotel on the second floor, right above a main, you know, entry exit into the hotel out to the courtyard. So as I'm sitting there, you know, my heart instantly sank. My heart instantly was like, oh, wah, wah disappointment. This isn't what I pictured. This isn't what I was craving. This isn't what I wanted because literally we were so close to the guests who were coming in and out of the exit. I could hear their conversation and I'm sure they could hear mine. One of the things that I really wanted to have on this vacation is some effing privacy. (laughs) You guys like my friends with littles or kids, even teens, zero privacy over the last two years. And so the fact that on this very anticipated vacation, I wasn't going to get what I wanted. I had that sinking feeling and I thought this isn't going to do. And so I went into fix it mode. I went into how can we make this better? Since we had reserved the room under Tom's name and all of his pilot stuff, I text Tom. And I said, I need help because our room is not going to work for us. I don't even care if we have a, maybe not as great view. However, we need more privacy. We need to get on the top floor or the fourth floor, be away from the exit. And that needs to happen. And so we took about an hour, right? An hour back and forth, texting with Tom, texting with the resort, which were very sweet, very accommodating. And they got us in the room that I was craving. All they did was move us two floors up, basically the exact same room, just on a higher level. So when I went to the second room, I did the exact same thing. I thanked the bellman. I put my bags down. I opened the shades and I had the feeling that I had been anticipating. I had the joy and the happiness and the relief and the peace. Like I 
created exactly what I had been craving in that moment. And what I had to do was to ask for what I wanted in that moment, right? It would have been really easy. And I think that as women, we're trained to be happy with what you get. At least I remember growing up, I was definitely fed that line, right? So be happy with what you get. That would have been my default response. Instead, I said, no, this isn't what I want. I'm going to request and do everything that I possibly can to create what I've been craving and get what I want and I really need. Back to growing up, you know, I can remember being in like an ice cream shop and asking for chocolate in a dish. I don't like cones. Okay. And receiving chocolate in a cone. And I said to the parents or the adults in that moment, and I said, Oh, I didn't want it. I don't want it in a cone. I actually don't like to lick my ice cream. I like to scoop it with a spoon. I didn't say that, but what I said was, Hey, I asked for a cup. And I was often told, just be happy for what you got. Now, there's one thing of being grateful, but then the flip side is being resigned to whatever you, the hand you're dealt. Right. And we're taught to not stand up for ourselves and we're taught to not ask for what we want. And when we do maybe step outside that super awkward comfort zone of not asking for what we want, we do it with so much apology. It's almost hard to listen to. So, another thought to this mindset of creating what you crave and asking for what you really, really, truly want and desire is to do it without apology. When we were in the hotel, I definitely did not apologize for wanting a better room, for wanting more privacy. There was nothing to apologize for. I hadn't done anything wrong or inappropriate. I hadn't hurt anybody's feelings. There was nothing to apologize for. What I want just in general is not deserving of an apology. So when we begin to ask for what we want, ask for the room upgrade, ask for a different room, ask for our ice cream in a cup, we can start to really challenge ourselves by doing it without an apology beforehand. My second story is about my second badass babe, my daughter. So if you follow me on social media, you know that I love me some experiments. If you've listened to the experiment podcast, you know that's how I'm like looking at life these days. I'm having so much joy with it. It's so much fun. When you experiment, you don't have to like commit to something forever. So I'm experimenting with a plant-based vegan diet and I've been at it for about 30 days. I can't wait to share my results because it has been phenomenal. And in the beginning of this experiment, I was, you know, there's a learning curve because there's so much, you know, all of my meals in the past have, you know, starts with the meat and then I create the meal around it. Well, without the meat, what do I create the meal around? As I started on my experiment, I really started creating two meals, one for me and one for the family. And after about a week of that, Tom said, you know what? You don't have to do this anymore. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I actually, I needed that permission. I really thank you for that. So I started just making vegan meals for everyone. My kids are old enough. They're not going to starve. They can make themselves some PB&J if they're not down with the tofu. They can make themselves some mac and cheese if they don't want my soy chorizo. So I have been feeding them vegan for about three weeks and, you know, some are on board, some are less on board. Last week, Aya, my 15 year old came to me and she said, mom, like, I really 
am craving some meat. I just really miss it. I would love some meat. And I was like, all right, sis, well, I'm not doing that for you. So you're on your own. I shrugged my shoulders. I said, you know, meh, it's not something I want to do. And good luck. (laughs) Pro parenting tip, let them fend for themselves. And so what did Anne do? She created what she was craving. She rummaged through our freezer. We had just came back from our family ranch in Nevada, visiting my parents, and they had loaded up a cooler full of, you know, farm-fed, grass-fed, our own dairy cattle meat. So she rummaged through the freezer. She found a rib roast and she pulled it out. And she's like, okay, what, the, what do I do with this? She called my mom on the phone and said, Hey, I was going to cook some meat. Can you walk me through? And she's like, her and my mom planned this meal together. She defrosted it overnight. My mom sent her via text, the cutest, like out of a book recipe, you know, with like the little hand-drawn pictures, like old school style for this crock pot roast. And on her own, Aya created this recipe or recreated this recipe with my mom's help. As we, as Tom and I were enjoying our, what we have, tempeh, barbecue tempeh meal the next night, Aya was devouring her delicious crock pot rib roast full of onions and carrots and over mashed potatoes. And it was a beautiful, beautiful meal that she created for herself. And I think this is such a great example as well of giving ourselves what we want, what we need in the moment even maybe especially when people aren't going to do it for us. And so another good example of like, she was told no, like straight up. No, she's like, Hey mom, I want meat. And I'm like, eh, nope. And still she went after what she wanted. She created what she was craving. So today I challenge you to start on this process to unapologetically go after it is what you desire, what you want. And I wrote down just a couple, you know, four steps to do this and to help you along the way. Because I remember as I started or when I first heard this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Create what you're capable. Like I have so many other people I have to take care of. Like I really don't have time for that. However, it's interesting when I started living that way, people started noticing in a really, really positive way, i.e. my teenage daughter who is now able to do it on her own. So four little steps. Number one, you got to figure out what it is you want. And I think what a great place to start is, is when you get the feeling of jealousy, when you get that feeling of yearning, of wanting, of craving, don't reject it. Don't resist it. Lean into that feeling. Yeah, it's uncomfortable because we're told to not be jealous. We're told to like be happy with what you got, right? However, when we can really tune into it, then we can start to move forward and live in a place of like creating the things that we want, creating our vision board, like making the things and the dreams come into reality versus just like wishing and hoping and praying that it happens. So number one is to figure out what it is you want and really tune in, write it down, get a dream board, get a vision board going so that when the opportunity presents itself, you're ready to rock and roll. Number two is to think about and brainstorm ways you can get what you want. Okay. So for Aya, she quickly thought of like, okay, so mama ain't going to do it. How can I do it for myself? Open up the freezer, see what resources are available for us. 
We can also do this uh, brainstorm ways you can get what you need by thinking of ways and people that can help and support you. So back to my example in Mexico, the reservation was under my husband's name. So I needed to ask for support and help in that moment. So when you think about it is notice it and what you want, then think of what are my resources? Who are the people who I can ask who have done this before? Who is it that I'm jealous of? Can I ask how she got it done? Who can support me in making this a reality? And then the last tip that I've already touched on is can you do it without apology? Can you ask for help without apology? Can you ask for what you want without apology? Can you go after your deepest desires without apology? I triple dog dare you, sister, to go after whatever it is you want today. Create the life that you crave. Create the life that you don't need a escape from. Create it right now in the day-to-day. Ask for what you want without apology. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. As always, I appreciate you and please continue to always live on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.